Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Dan. And Brian, how are you? Casey, what's going on? Hey, good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you. Hey. Happy Friday to everyone. I know it, right? Where, where are you, Friday, Brian? Indeed. So I'm based in Cincinnati. Oh, cool. All right. We're yeah. Dave and I are just, I'm north of Boston. He's south of Boston. Oh, very good. Yeah. And had, uh, the weather's, had, uh... weather's awesome. Oh, there you go. We've had uh, two portfolio companies in Boston, one of which we used you guys for. One was uh, uh, Lux Research. We went up there and yeah. uh, visited a bunch. It was like hey, a, um, yeah. Hey, David, how are you? Can David, you hear us, Dave? Can you... Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Yes, now I can. Sorry about that. Good afternoon, no Brian Casey. It's a pleasure. Yeah, good afternoon. <laughs> But uh, all right, should we uh, get rolling here? Totally. Yeah. Well, let me uh, let me let me just um, just pause briefly before we jump into a demo. Um, one of the questions I don't think that I asked Dan um, that I wanted to kind of know the answer to, and the reason why is it kind of affects kind of your value out of the technology and kind of where we go with the demo. So, what, what percentage of your hiring would you say is executive recruiting? Meaning, like you know, director, VP, C-level recruiting that is, um, you know, that has uh, more, you know, more complicated type, uh, you know, search inputs versus, um, you know, just kind of frontline AE type role? I'd say 90% of our, I, I can answer it hopefully better like this, 90% of our business is between a 25 and $35,000 fee. So anything sense. from, and so the reason I say that Casey is because it's enterprise, you know, it's enterprise to CRO. Most of it is right in that realm. We do do, and we do work on uh, BDR and ISRs and stuff like that. Not because it makes our business tick. It's because uh, it's part of, it's part of our network, right? We've been around for 22 years. We've, place BDRs in 2001 that are CROs now. So while we don't, that business doesn't drive a lot of our revenue, uh, we still work in that market because it's it's part of doing business. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. So, yeah, yeah. So most of the stuff is higher end for us. Okay. Well, um, is that good or yeah, bad for this conversation? No, no, oh, it's it's very, very, <laughs> very positive. No, uh, should we build this? Quits? Yeah, no, no, no. We, no, we built good. this for the high-end okay. executive right. recruiting, um, and so, but we we've only used you for the like the lower level roles in the past, and so that even with Lux, yeah. I don't think we had. Uh, I don't think we killed it with Lux. Do we would we have a? Do we have a couple of hires? Yeah, Lux historically like is never really used, you know, they've never, we've never, uh, we've known who Lux is obviously for years. They just, and we've dabbled in searches with them before, but um, we've never blown it out of the water for, for, for them. Yeah. Well, let, me give, let me give you just some context, like how we, how we got to this point too, and what we're actually like solving for. So for us, um, last year we completed about, just north of a hundred searches, like half of those I'd say are like VP level and above the other half is like, I don't know, director level and below. And so yeah. we've, we've leveraged offshore resources for 
like some of the top of funnel sourcing on the less complicated type stuff. But like, I think our challenge has been once you get into a search where there's like three, four five dimensions and there's a lot of critical thinking that's involved, like we just couldn't really get there with offshore resources. So, it, you know, it's a lot of higher end onshore folks that are you know trying to figure that out. So when, uh, when GPT launched, uh, call it like in late 22, we started heading down this path of building, um, you know, our software in order to to really solve the problem specifically for uh, LinkedIn Recruiter, which is if you think about you're in Recruiter and you built your Boolean and you've got, let's say, like three, four, five, six hundred people in your talent pool. Your next step is like, all right, now I got to go through all these four or 500 people look at all these profiles and figure out like who would I actually want to go conduct outreach to, which takes a lot of time and it's manual. So what we've done is um, we've built um, SIF score to sit on top of LinkedIn recruiter to be able to like take what we found to be a lot of the deficiencies with recruiter and be able to like sift through those profiles based on like what are the actual scorecard criteria that we're trying to hire for and then take those folks and then move them to the top versus like, hey, an amazing candidate was stuck on page nine and maybe we missed them because we got fatigued in sourcing or um, we just want to be able to find them faster. Um, so that's like the overarching problem that we're we're solving, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So let me let me share screen. And kind of show you what we've got here. Um, so this is actually an active search we're working on. It's a CEO search. Um, and the story here is they are in the property management software space. Founders moving on. So we got to go, you know, bring in a CEO. So this is a relatively straightforward Boolean. It's not very complicated, but basically what we plugged in is, all right, we want a CEO, current or past, anywhere in the U.S. Um, we plugged in prop tech as a keyword and we said okay now pulling company sizes 51 to 200 and 201 to 500 okay so we're somewhere between 50 and 500 employees that gives us a cohort of like just shy of call it 300 folks so the the normal process without six scores all right now we got to go look at all these profiles and figure out who do we want to go after so what we've done is um, SIF score is a Chrome extension, sits on top and rides along with LinkedIn uh, and helps us, you know, figure out who, who are those, you know, best fit profiles. So to go into this and like, how does all of this actually work? Um, what we'll do is we'll come over here to SIF score and we'll create a new SIFT. And so what will happen here is um, the project that you're working on over here in LinkedIn will automatically port uh, into SIF score. So you can go ahead, you can select it. You can title the SIF just like you can in LinkedIn Recruiter. And then to start off, like one of the challenges that um, we run into is that with Recruiter, um, when you use the industry filter, it searches based off of what the candidate on LinkedIn plugs in as their industry. It's not always indicative of like what they've actually worked in historically. And so that's been, that's been a limitation. And the other limitation is that like, 
it's very canned and it doesn't go, you know, deep enough. So if somebody says like, Hey, we need somebody that's worked in like this specific type of cybersecurity, like we can't easily filter for that. Um, so what we've done is we built this in a way so that you could speak to this in like uh, a very natural language, you know, type way to where you, you could key in. Like in this case, it was, we're looking for uh, uh, property management uh, software. And so we could plug that in. And uh, if we want to take the AI a step further, we could go in here and say like, like okay, it's not just property management software, but I want to actually show you what a good property management software you know business looks like so go ahead go look at real page and that's going to start to give you the profile of like that's a good industry target um you can then come in and say uh we want folks that have a specific amount of time in that exact industry so let's say we want four plus years of property management software experience <clears throat> and there's a recency component. So um, we want somebody who's worked in property management software, let's say within the past five years, not like 15 years ago. Um, and then we can assign a priority level to uh, that specific criteria. So if it's really important for the search, we can dial Not so important, we can dial that down. Um, and then, you know, score off of that. Um, you can do the same thing for company size. We simplify this. So if somebody says like, hey, I want somebody that's at a startup now. And in their past, they worked at a larger company. Uh, we can score for that. Functional area, like if they say, hey, they need like um, a certain amount of years of accounting experience. Like they need five plus years of accounting. You know, you could you can plug that in and score for that. These job functions directly mirror um exactly what's in recruiter um and this you'll see like this whole experience the way we design this you know mirrors what the recruiter is already comfortable with in linkedin recruiter today um job title so if there's like a specific title like hey they need to have been uh, a cro for at least three years you could plug it in chief revenue officer three plus years and and um you know score for that same thing for job seniority we're not using this one that much but you have the ability like hey they need to have been a c-level exec for a certain amount of time um you can score for that uh job stability so this uh this one we are using quite a bit which is like to avoid the job hoppers um let's say we dial this up to three plus years now all the folks that you know, our job hoppers are going to like go to the bottom of the list and all the folks that have good average tenures um, per company worked will start to go to the top. Uh, on the diversity side, so we get this one quite a bit where it's like, hey, uh, like in this case, actually, it's like, hey, we have an all uh, white male management team. Now, I'm not saying we need to hire female, but like we at least want some diversity in the slate. Like they've told us that. So we can turn that on you know, for the search and then just, you know, be able to score for uh, the female candidates in this cohort. And then the last is on education. So <clears throat> if they come to us and say like, hey, there's some level of like pedigree that we want, you know, in this hire, 
we want them to have attended a top university. Let's say, since you guys are in Boston, like, okay, we want somebody that was, you know, at a Harvard or an Ivy league, we could turn that on and uh, assign a importance level there. So does that general concept make sense? Yeah. As you were talking, I was just uh, trying to log into, so we've tried, uh, we use a product. uh, It's almost identical to this or very similar. It's a company called Woo. Have you heard of Woo? Not heard of Woo. Okay. W-O-O reminds me of exactly of this. Um, The difference is it does all of this. And then what it does, it connects with your ATS system. And it tells you who's already in the system and who's not. And it, it's, it's really pretty cool. Then what it does is it gives you the ability to create sequences. And there's another product, Dave, what was the other product we were working with? Um, it's called uh, higher flow. Higher flow. It does right. Dave, doesn't it basically do almost the identical. It's almost identical to this, right? Or am I missing that on higher flow? It's, it's pretty identical. Um, I mean, you know, give or take, but the only other piece is that it had um, an AI that would actually just search based on this criteria. It would crawl, it would crawl the internet on yeah, various, yeah. you know, platforms out there, including LinkedIn, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. You know, as you guys look to develop this, uh, you might want to consider, um, I think, Casey, you and I talked about this, you know, what are some of the tools we use? These are two of the tools that we've tried um we like woo because woo connects to uh our ats system and mm-hmm. dave higher flow has a better sequence how do you spell ability, woo? Right? w-o-o w-o I, I just try to log into it i haven't done a search on woo in a long time so i couldn't even give you a demo of it you'd be you'd probably better off reconnecting to those guys but or looking online um I have it running, but I don't know why it's not working for me right now. But anyway, um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty. It's it's very similar to this, by the way. It's like, it's almost. I it's identical. The the the, the some of the things that you guys might consider adding to a product like this is, uh, you know, email sequences or drip campaigns, mm-hmm. right? So the ability then to email and drip on these people. It's pretty pretty mm-hmm. pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. No, we've had that yeah, cool. had that request quite a few times. Oh, you have? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's cool, <laughs> though. I mean, it's 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 super cool. Um, So, yeah, this, uh, just to show you just quickly, like, what the output of that looks like. Yeah. Uh, um. So, here's the example. This is one I ran a couple weeks ago, but property management software, not in the, uh, not, and not a property management company. So, I wanted to specify that three plus years experience within the past five. They've been a CEO for at least two years within the past five years, female candidates that have attended a top university, plug all that in, score this talent pool. I can see this. And now um, what our team is doing is coming in and you can sort by the weighted overall score. Cool. And uh, so now we can see like, okay, Natalia, she's scoring a 96. All right, now why is that? So this gives us like the overall rationale as to, okay, why is why is she scoring a 96? But then it goes down into each of the criteria. So like for industry, 
Oh, uh, what's it say? So she's been working at Property Inc., which is a company that focuses on property management software for seven years. So that checks out. Um, job titles. She's uh, been a CEO at Property Inc. for seven years, which is more than two years that's required. Obviously, she's female, so that scores out as a 100. And education. She has a master's degree from University of Oxford, which is ranked among the top universities in the world. So for her, like based on the dimensions we keyed in, like she's obviously going to score quite high because that's what we were looking for. Um, we built this in a way so that in the extension, like if the recruiter just wants to live here and they just want to save that uh, candidate to the pipeline, they can do that right uh, from here. If they want to view the full profile, they can click that. That pops out over here. Um, so our team is predominantly living like right here in this. Um, but if they don't want to change their workflow and they want to continue to stay in recruiter, like all those scores will be embedded right into LinkedIn as well. Um, and so what we're finding based on um, the scoring is that uh Basically, if the candidate is above an 80, that's generally worth like researching and looking at that profile. If it's below an 80, like, you know, you start going down into, you know, 58s and like, these are folks that they populated in this bullion, but they're just not, they're not good targets based on what we're after. So it's, it's freeing up like 80, 90% of the, the bullion research to be able to just say, okay, here are the best fits that we need to go after. Um, and then if we want, like for clients, like sometimes, um, like if we need to spit something out quickly to show like a cursory glance on a market or something for a client, um, we can also come in here, we can export and then, um, all of the scores and all the rationale, uh, populates here. Cool. So. Uh, um, and that is, that's what we built so far. That's cool, dude. Yeah. That's good work, man. That is good work. We're working at, at yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's trying to, trying to build something that solves for us and then let's see, uh, let's see if it provides value for others. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's a, it's always a, it's always a hard game. You know, we, we, we've done the same building technology and stuff and it's always, it's always it's always a challenge. It's it's trying oh, to yeah. keep up. It's just trying to keep up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. There's so many tech companies that you're competing with. There's so much other stuff going on. It's like uh, we we've uh, we've backed away some, for some tech for some tech projects that we thought we'd be great at, and um, uh, uh, some of them we've done that have been great, wonderful for our business, and others that we backed away from, and uh, we're thankful we did. Uh, this is pretty cool, though. You guys, you should be, you should pat yourself on the back for coming up with this and, 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 and developing it. It's, it's really cool. I, I would, I would definitely check out Woo. Yeah, uh, no, we'll definitely do that. So Woo, I, I've been doing that. I watch their explainer videos and I've been checking it out since you said it. And then Higher Flow, Higher Flow is, um, Higher Flow. There's a, I mean, that's an easy one. That's essentially Apollo.io for recruiters, right? You get contact information uh, from the uh, from the LinkedIn uh, profile uh, URL or or elsewhere 
right? And then it it auto imports those email addresses into sequencing and you can manage those sequences. Um, and we've used a lot of products like that on the sales side. You know, we, we're, we're all kind of ex-sales consultants. We didn't really want to be recruiters when we grew up, but here we are. Um, and so uh, the, the higher flow thing is, um, you know, very valuable, right? Um, uh, the, woo, the Woo search, I think that that is, uh, you're right. It's a very similar product. I think it's more ATS focused. Um, whereas, so, you know, on our searches, I think when we, when we, and, and this is, this is actually different, like even from AKKR, our compet, uh, you know, a competitive uh, uh, private equity firm, you know, they start with like, you know, who do we already know or who's in our database or who have we already talked to or, or whatever for a, for a job search. And it's very different from us, which is like, and, and maybe it's just a you know a, a stylistic difference, but we we start from scratch every single search. Um, we go to the drawing board and input the you know the the requirements for each role. That into doesn't necessarily LinkedIn mean it's recruiting. the best. That doesn't necessarily mean it's the best approach though. Like if you've been at this twenty some years, like you guys have, you I'm sure you've got a heck of a database. <laughs> so like that's a, a distinct competitive advantage. I mean, I love this kind of stuff. We, we, you know, we try, we try new things all the time. I mean, like you said, we've been around for 22 years. Uh, and uh, the only reason is because we're so open to trying new technology. We believe in, uh, you know, we believe in giving tools to our employees. So we're always brainstorming on stuff. We, we have Friday meetings on, you know, AI, just teams of people sitting down and talking about how they used AI and, was it chat or is it barred? What were they using? What did they do? How did they find success? And then we just share it, constantly sharing with our team. Um, but something That's like great. this is pretty complicated. To come up with it, it seems so simple, but the people behind it that are actually developing this stuff and coming up with the ideas, man, this is this is not easy. Uh, no, so no. I should be super proud. I mean, this is this is really cool, especially to make it a Chrome extension, it's even cooler. Yeah, no, I think for us, like on the surface, it sounded easy, but yeah, no, there's there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it that I'm like, holy cow, like yeah, there's yeah. a lot there. But if you were part now, of this pro process, Brian, I uh, I I know. I mean, he's the app, mastermind. We, yeah, yeah, we. Our, let me see our app. We built our first app, and uh, heck, was that Dave? Uh oh, data man, what is that? Uh, see right after kind of the uh, the oh. economic crash there from the housing market. So probably we started coming up with the idea in like two thousand nine, ten, and then it took us several years to like get yeah. it out. Wow. Two thousand twelve, it was like that took a year. It was it's just only it's a hard. year, only a year, but it's hard. Oh, it's... Holy crap! No, it is. Oh, no, you're. Man. It's like uh. Always, uh, it's like always a step forward, yeah. steps back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I, it, I it totally... in your mind, you know, when it comes back after development, you're like, all right, this is cool. But now that I see it, now that I've used it, crap, now we needed to do this. And it also right. has to do this. <laughs> For sure. So, Brian, I my, you know. It is not not easy. Not easy. No, nah, no, for sure. It's definitely not. But no, yeah, I think yeah, for yeah. us, like um, we've got. I don't know, maybe like, I think it's like 12, like very like confined betas that 
you know, we're working with right now where the goal is like, Hey, these are like power users that, you know, they can give us like real tangible feedback. And, um, I guess like a bug test, but B like help us like continue to refine this and what it should look like. Dave, so to the extent that oh. that's interesting, let me know. Yeah. Dave, what do you think? Well, cause I can tell you exactly how our team will work. Um, they will be yes or no. Like that. <laughs> right, Dave? It's like, it's the, no, it's the I'm not using thing. this. Right? Yeah, we, there, there's no fluff just because that's the beauty of the team. It's like when we introduce technology, they're super candid, which we would prefer, right? I don't want hey, to. Hey, that's what I like about Boston, too, to be clear. Yeah, that's what I love about yeah. Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, the, the technology, just to piggyback up on, on what Dan said, uh, being through it multiple times, it's it's really sleek. It's really cool. I think the Chrome extension is probably the advantage where you don't have to worry about a, a different window, a different platform, a different everything, right? That's yeah. sexy. Um, the I got a question. Once once you start doing the searches, right, where does all that information sit? Does it sit within the LinkedIn platform? Do you guys have it? How does that work? We have it. it it'll reside right there in your instance of SIF score. So you have all access to all that. Like a lot of folks are already like, hey, uh, can we pipe all that back into our ATS or you know some other platform so we can store that? I think like future state. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably where that's going to head. Um, the other thing that, uh, and I probably should have called this out. Uh, let me just show you this. This is one of the key learnings we had with our own team. When we launched this, um, either the hiring manager changed the scorecard requirements mid flight, which that never happens. And, uh, <laughs> Or uh, or they ran the sift and then um, they're like, you know what? Now that I've seen the results, I probably should have tweaked it differently. What you can do is we created like this clone capability. So you can clone it and start back with like, okay, here's where I left off the first time when I ran this. Uh, instead of this time, like they don't need to be a CEO for two years. Now they want somebody that's like a CEO for six plus or like whatever, like that. We're seeing that quite a bit too on like different iterations um, to get the scoring refined. Cool. Yeah, but really cool technology. Yeah. And it's a good start. It's a good solid foundation for you guys. I mean, all, all you can do is at this point is go up with the different ideas, right? Yeah, the no, for sure. Is. Yeah, and I think I, that's the other thing is like we want we we didn't want to over-engineer because it's like, let's get what are the the real needs from folks specific to LinkedIn recruiter? Like let's not solve world hunger right now. Like let's stay very focused here and then, you know, build it based on, you know, where those real pain points are. Right. The, uh, I think one of the things Casey had asked was, or his thought was, you know, have a look at this thing. And then, you know, if, do you guys want to kind of try it out on, um, I, I don't know, Dave, do you want to, and we can talk offline. But do you think any of the recruiters would want to try it? And um, I tell you this, they would be super honest. They would yeah. be like, yep, adds a ton of value or nope, it's, just, it's in my way. And, um, uh, you know, they're just moving all so fast, you know. I, I don't yeah, know, Dave, we, we want brutal honesty at later. This yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can, you, we're, we're, you're not going to hurt our feelings. Yeah, I mean, I think, Dan, we should probably, like, 
seeing for the first time, I'd I'd probably want to just offline and just brainstorm with you first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fine. I like, like I think one one thing that you guys would definitely get is um, uh, you know, I mean, it's crazy. We try to bring new technology to our team. <laughs> So, Casey, I don't know, Brian, maybe you guys can relate to this. We bring new technology to the team to help them. We're, we're spending money. I know, I know. And they're and then, like, what? I, no, I'm not. I know. This, uh, I'm not using yeah. it. Dave is like, what? come on. We're paying insane. for this. No, Why do you guys? Like, I know. We're trying to make you your know? lives better here. Yeah. yeah I know. They're like, I know. no, this is not. This is your, You guys are distracting me. Like, all right. Yeah. Okay. You know, just trying to help you out, but whatever. Yeah, no, I, I think on this too, like th this might be one of those where it's more helpful for even certain recruiters versus others. And like, we want to be, you know, flexible in the future around that too. But yeah, no, if you guys want to chat offline and if you think like, even if it's a small, you know, like, Hey, try with these two people or whatever, like, just let us know. Like at this stage, we're, um, <clears throat> we're trying to get like that that real uh, candid feedback from folks as to, okay, what, what do we actually have here? And, you know, how can we make this better? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so. uh, you guys, I, I know what you've gone through cause we, we've done the same and uh, uh, we've even had to fight our own team basically uh, on using our own technology at times right now we're in a good spot, but uh, you know, it just, it is, it is what it is. So, um, right. but I, I, I'm totally happy. Dave, you and I can connect and we can figure it out from there. Yeah. I think that's probably best. Yeah. Sounds good guys. Awesome. Cool. N thanks for nice the job. Demo. Nice yeah. Work. No, thank you. Nice work, man. It's, I know it's not easy, not yeah. easy. So super cool stuff. Uh, and as long as it works for your team, that's the win. Yeah, for sure. If anything past that is like, that's gravy. You get companies using this thing, that's gravy, you know? For sure. Yeah, the the most, the, the person who's going to get the most value out of it, though, if, if you guys if you guys talk amongst yourselves, are recruiters who are spending the majority of their time sitting, looking at LinkedIn Recruiter and spending most of their time there trying to, um, you know, sift through the people to determine whether they meet certain, you know, the search criteria or not. Um, th this essentially automates that process. So if you if if you think on your team who's doing you know most of that type uh, manual labor right now, you know not only can we automate that so it's quicker, but you know the output is much more precise. And you know the the, the AI um, you know will give you you know three sentences per per sub criteria, right? So if you're looking to generate, you know, a report for a client, or if you have a, you know, you, you have a, you, you get on a, a, you know, a call with like we do deal teams, um, you know, company management, board members, whatever. And we're trying to figure out like, well, why this guy versus this guy versus this guy versus this guy. Now you can have a really clean meeting where look, the AI has scored everything. And, you know, it's something that, you know, I think there's a lot of ways that we can brainstorm with your team on, um, you know, how does that, how does, you know, we could even white label the AI technology for you guys. So example is, you know, we now have the, um, <clears throat> you know, the tree line AI proprietary algorithm that tells you whether a candidate is qualified for your role. Right. Mm -hmm. So something like that. So anyway, just food for thought. Thank you for that. Love it. Cool. Um, Bye, guys.
All right, I'll, I'll connect. I'll, you know what? When we hang up, I'll just Dave and I would chat right now, um, yeah. and we go from there. Yeah, sounds what, good. What my email? Uh, my sending you an email, Casey, or my Brian? You get an email, or I'll, who am I I'll reply. To? I'll reply. Yeah, I'll reply. Just the way you guys have my contact info. Okay, that sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Talk guys. Appreciate it. All good right. work. Have right. a good weekend. Right. We'll yeah. see you. Thanks right. again. Bye. Thanks, Dave. Hey, Dan. Hey, Brian. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Cole in the background. Hello, Cole. Gentlemen. How are you, Dan? Happy Friday. Yeah, have a good Friday too, Casey. Indeed. All right, what are we going to do today? All right, should we jump in here? <laughs> Let's do it. So, uh, Dan, I'm not sure how much uh, context uh, um, Casey provided just around what we've been building, but I can give you just like some of the high level as to like what we really built this to solve and then um, to see how pertinent that is into your world. But sure. um, yeah, so Casey probably mentioned like we scaled our our search business to like last year we completed, I don't know, just over like 100 searches. I'd say like half of that's like VP level and above. The other half is called like director level and below. And um, a lot of that's on the go-to-market side, which sounds similar to what, you know, you're focused on. And um, I think the challenge that we run into is that LinkedIn recruiter does a really nice job of like, we put in our parameters, we build the Boolean, it gets us to this pool of say, let's let, two, three, four, five, 600 people, whatever the number ends up being. But then it just takes a lot of manual research going profile by profile to figure out exactly like, okay, who are these folks in this pool actually meet the scorecard requirements for this particular search? Sure, yep. So that that is like a pain point that, you know, we've addressed a couple of ways. One is like, we have offshore resources for like, less sophisticated like straightforward roles like we sure we can leverage that but the second that there's like critical thinking involved and there's like two three four five different dimensions we need to look at on a profile to figure out if it's a fit they're not really great for that so when um chat gpt rolled around we started to head down this path you know call it like early 23 as to like okay how can we leverage um the AI GPT capability to, if we start to look at, okay, these are like the exact parameters that we want on someone's background. And then to be able to score for that, how can we leverage that in order to get to who are the best fit candidates in that LinkedIn talent pool, like really fast. Mm -hmm. And so that's like the overarching um, problem, I would say that we sought out to, uh, to solve. So We've been at that for a while. We've, you know, I'd say done quite a bit of development to get it to this point. We've rolled it out, leveraged it internally. And so we're seeing a lot of like different use cases that pop up. But yeah, I would love to show it to you and just start, you know, getting some of your feedback as well. Sure. Absolutely. Cool. Does that make sense just as to like 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought about this a little bit after Casey and I spoke. Uh, the question actually, and I think I asked him as well. Uh, keep me honest, Casey. But I mean, it, it's uh, you guys are LinkedIn recruiter. And basically yeah. you give a scorecard of, you know, 80% chance. What I don't know was what's what's the input for that to kind of like, you know, to ping against. Yeah. Uh, I mean, naturally, as you know, LinkedIn also has the ideal candidate. Find, you know, someone just like this. Right. Yeah. It, up, it serves up, you know, a platter of, of people. And then you kind of go, really? Yeah. Uh, and then actually, of course, you filter down more to location, keywords, et cetera. And you're left. So, so right. yeah, I guess I'm interested to see what you guys have done uh, to, you know, what input to your output. Is it just yep. not saying just, but, you know, what other what other kind of variables are associated with uh, a candidate to find out to score them? But yep. I mean, the, yeah, as you know, as you know, you know, team, the, the, this matching technology, quote unquote, and ATS has been around for a hundred years these days. And quite frankly, I think it's always sucked. Um, yep. So for something that's real, you know, let's, you know, yeah, let's saving time and automation is what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, the matching, especially, yeah, that that whole ideal candidate that LinkedIn serves up, it's like, yeah, it's pretty dicey. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's uh let's kind of walk you through the flow here. That way you can see this. All right. Can you see my screen? I can. Okay, perfect. All right. So let's start over on the recruiter side. So this is actually a search we're working on right now, CEO search, software business in the property management space. Um, so the way that you'll leverage uh SIF score, nothing will change inside of LinkedIn recruiter. So you'll go through, you'll build your bullion just like you do today. Um, so in this case, you can see like, hey, we're looking for somebody who's been a CEO, current or past, anywhere in the U.S. Um, we plugged in the keyword prop tech, which is you know known in that particular market. And then we plugged in company sizes of 51 to 200 and 201 to 500. That gave us a cohort of like just under you know 300 folks to, to go through. Um, so now what we'll want to do is, okay, let's layer a sift on top of this to figure out, okay, based on what we're trying to find, who are going to be the best fits. So <clears throat> what you'll want to do over here in SIF score, and this is all a Chrome extension, is you'll go in, you'll want to create a new SIFT. Okay. And um, the way we've addressed this is we, we want this to be um, a very similar experience to what you're already comfortable and familiar with in Recruiter. Okay, so you'll notice like a lot of this like mirrors that same flow, um, but it just takes it a step further. So let's start with um, here at the top, all of your LinkedIn projects that you're working on will port over directly into SIF score. So you'll be able to come in here, find the project, select it, um, and then you can, you know, title this particular SIF based on whatever parameters, like if you want it to be the date some descriptor, you, you can add all that in. Um, but to start off, um, let's talk a little bit about industry. So industry um, is one where uh, the issue that we run into with LinkedIn Recruiter is that this industry that you can sort uh, from a Boolean perspective with is driven by whatever this candidate selects as their industry not necessarily like, hey, this is exactly the types of companies that I've worked in in the past, and those are the industries. 
right? So it's not, it's a yeah, direct. That's, that's a little fuzzy. You're actually right. Yeah, it's very fuzzy. So what we've done is um, we built this so that you can speak to this in like a natural language type way. So in this case, if it's like uh, property management um, software, like we want to get really specific, mm-hmm. we can we can key that in and it's going to go through. It's going to look at all their backgrounds and figure out exactly like, okay, who actually has worked in property management software? Um, if you wanted to take it a step further, you could say like, um, I want to tell the AI, like, here's a really good property management software business. So, uh, real page, right. Mm-hmm. It's a property management software company. Now I'm telling the AI, okay, this is what good looks like. So model after that, um, for, uh, the years in the industry. So the other challenge that we run into is like, okay, great. Like. I can kind of get there on industry, but like, what if I, what if they come to us and say like, Hey, they need, um, three years in this specific type of cybersecurity or something like we want to be able to score for that. So we can come in and say, all right, they need, let's say four plus years in property management software. And there's a recency component. So we don't want somebody that worked in property management software 15 years ago. We want somebody that within the past zero to, let's say, five years has been working in property management software. Okay. And we want to score for that. And then for every one of these criteria, you assign a prioritization around this. So like the priority levels will scale up. So like if you're, if it's like extremely important for the search, you can dial this all the way up. And then that impacts the weighting on the back end for that particular criteria. If it's, if it's more of a nice to have for the search, you can dial this down of minor importance, um, but you can still score for it if you would like. Sure. Makes sense. Okay. Um, so that's, that's industry. Uh, you can do the same thing for company size. So like sometimes we tried to simplify this over what LinkedIn had, but like sometimes um, folks will come to us and say, Hey, I want somebody that's like at a startup now, but they grew up in a large business. Like you could key that in and uh you know be able to score for that mm-hmm. um hey they need to have worked in uh let's say marketing for 10 plus years okay we can key that in the these will actually for job functions we mirrored exactly what's in linkedin recruiter um but like sometimes we'll get it like we'll get a search like uh we're working on one now it's a it's a gm search and um it's not really a marketing role, but like the CEO is like, Hey, if they have at least a year of marketing experience in their background, like that would be really valuable. Okay. Got it. So we turn that on, plug that in and we're going to score for that in somebody's background, Uh, job title. So if like they need to have uh, a specific job title for a certain amount of time, like, Hey, we want somebody who's been, an enterprise AE for at least four years. Like you could key that in, set that up, and they need to have been an enterprise AE within the past two years, let's say. You could set, you know, four plus years as an enterprise AE within the past two, score for that. Job seniority, this mirrors LinkedIn, VP, C-level, like you can score for, you know, all those. 
This one, uh, this is one we're using pretty frequently, which is job stability. So if you want to avoid like the job hoppers, you can turn this on to say, um, hey, the average tenure per company worked, let's say we want that to be three plus years. Mm -hmm. And so now all your job hoppers, their scores are going to obviously be much lower and um, kind of push them out of your view. And then the folks that have better tenure, move that to the top. Uh, sometimes like folks will come to us with like, Hey, uh, we really need like female candidates in this slate or hey, like some diversity criteria. Sure. You can, you can turn that on and then be able to score for, you know, that as well. And then the last, which, uh, I don't know how relevant this is in your world on the more go to market side, but sometimes folks will come to us like, Hey, um, they need to have attended like you know, a top university. And so we added this in as like, you know, an option if somebody wants to score for like some level of pedigree in their educational background. Is top university ranking like, did you pre-program for the Ivies or uh, how did you base it on? So it has all the global universities, which is like, I don't know, tens of thousands. And then their stack rank based on the percentile um, that now where we could go in the future, depending on demand is like, Hey, um, we want it to be the top accounting school or the That's top. That's what I was asking. Yeah. Yes. UT so law, it's, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, law, or, right. It's not that today. It's more like as in its totality, but we think there's probably opportunity to like drill down deeper. Got it. But we didn't, we didn't want to like over-engineer it out of the gate. If people were like, oh no, that's silly. I would rarely use it. Yeah, I mean, I think for, you know, I mean, basically like the law example, I mean, I'm sure you get law firms in New York and, you know, yeah. your metros are saying, I want to know everybody from, I don't know, Harvard Law, this, maybe this class. So 93 to 97, everybody else, 98 and newer jokers. Uh, yeah, right. This, this group. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Hopefully so, you guys can go to Harvard Law on the call. No, no, <laughs> no you got you got no Harvard, Harvard guys on this one. Yeah, no Harvards on here. But uh, so let that's how you um construct a sift. So to recap, build your boolean, you build your sift on top of yeah. that, fill out all your criteria, and then you'll start the scoring process from there. Now, yeah. I'm not gonna score it live, uh, but let me just kind of show you the output of like what one of these looks like. So what, what we've done here is we've created, um, so to start a summary button. So after you've run a sift, if you want to go back and figure out like, okay, what was it that I sifted on? You can click on this and it'll recap everything that you scored for on that particular sift. So in this example, I told the AI, we're looking for property management software that is not a property management company. Mm -hmm. I want three plus years experience in that industry within the past five. I want somebody who's been a CEO for at least two years within the past five. And I want the female candidates that have attended a top university. So I put all that in there. And um, what happens is you'll hit go. And we're then taking and grabbing all uh, that whole pool that's over there in your recruiter. We're grabbing all that. And then we're running it through in real time into uh, GPT. Yep. And then we're starting to get all the, you know, scores and rationale back. So what will happen is you'll hit this play button. 
And all the candidates will then start to uh, port over and you'll see like, oh, wow, this guy's a 57. Why is that? Why is this guy 64? So if you wanted to like drill down in and see, okay, like, why is this a 57? All of the overall like rationale as to like why the candidate was scored that way is here. And then for each criteria, like industry, job title, diversity, education, like all the rationale as to why it was scored the way it was is right here. Now, what our team is doing is we're taking this and saying, okay, I want to sort by the weighted overall score. Like show me the best people that's in this LinkedIn talent pool. And now let me look, let me start with the best profiles and then work my way down. So, okay. She's scoring out a 96 Natalia. So let me get an understanding as to, okay, why is that the case? So industry. Candidate's been working at Proppy Inc., company that's focused on property management software for seven years, mm -hmm. right? So we wanted whatever I put in there, three plus. Uh, obviously, she's a female. She's been a CEO for seven years, which is more than the two years that we wanted. And... Uh, she has a master's degree from University of Oxford, which is ranked among one of the top universities in the world. So based on everything we plugged in, like she's going to go to, you know, the top of that search. And then you'll see like the, a very similar flow. Like these are probably going to be a lot of like property management, software, female candidates that are moving to the top of this list because that's what we were, you know, after on this particular sift. Maybe. Now... What, what we're finding is that, and again, it's just a little fuzzy, like we need more data, but based on what our team is seeing, the cutoff generally is a, like an 80. So like once it gets below an 80, like there you go, you're starting to see like males pop up. So oh, like okay. there's, there's things, right? It, once you get below that, then it's like, hey, based on what you're trying to sift for in there, these are going to be like, these are going to be dicey. This isn't like your best fits. Mm -hmm. And if you go to the end of this list, like, you know, it's going to look, you know, really bad, right? It's sure. like none of these are going to be good targets. So what we're finding is we research the top folks in that cohort. And so what we built is it's similar to recruiter where you can look at their full background here. So if you yep. want to see that. If you uh, want to save them to your pipeline, you can just hit that button and, and it'll add that candidate to your uh, LinkedIn pipeline. Mm -hmm. Or if you uh, still want to look at the full profile, you can just click this button and then your full candidate profile is right here. Got it. So you got that. Um, the other nice thing is like for uh, on the client side, um, if you want all the scores and the rationale, you can come into export and this will come back as a CSV. And in the future, we're going to provide way more options around this, <clears throat> but you get all the raw information here. So all the scores, all the rationale for every single candidate, like why are they scoring the way they are? Yeah for all this. And then you can slice and dice and, you know, do whatever you want with that. But 
I mean, can you, out of curiosity, Brian, I mean, this is great. I mean, it'd take a second just to, you know, scrape anybody less than 90 or something off, but hit delete. But uh, uh, on your on your filter, your output, can you say only serve up 90 or above? That's so that this is where we're going. Exactly what you just said. We want to be able in the list, we're going to build like a, almost like a summary here. It'll show you like a summary of the whole cohort. Like, hey, you got this many in this tier above a 98, whatever. And then mm -hmm. give you the ability to say, all right, now I only want to look at the 80s and above for overall. And they need at least a 90 on industry. Right. right show, me those, show me those five people. Yeah. I mean, just thinking out loud, if you had an export with the kind of your your summary outputs already there, so you could just grab it and then organize it in a, a consumable way on each candidate. Say, you know, hey, Casey, here's Natalia. Natalia. She missed, she has the following against your requirement and this and this and this and this. I think she's viable. I spoke to her. You know, what do you think is a first pass uh, to a client? I mean, that gives them a lot to kind of go, oh, OK. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, wow. OK, <laughs> that's. No, totally. You've already generated the content, so why not be able to use it in a, in a in a productive way? For sure, totally. Yeah, and I think the other one is like, um, so I, I've had this where, like, just earlier in the week, somebody came to us, and this is for a CEO search, but they said like, "Hey, we're going to be wanting this. We think we want this CEO. It's going to be in Salt Lake. It's got to kind of be around like this type of software business. Can you go out and like?" survey that market real quick and then bring us back like what what your thoughts are on mm -hmm. who could be fit give me the market yeah give me some market analysis yeah exactly right i'm just going to go in i'm gonna build that it's probably gonna be a little bigger wider bullion and mm -hmm. then run the scoring based on what they told me and yeah. then fl flip that file over there to them and assuming that that comes back with like oh wow there's a lot here to work with then we'll win that search and right off we go yeah yeah exactly so so um, so we've built this so that you can do this in the extension, uh, in the Chrome extension here, or, um, if you want to continue to operate right in recruiter, all of those scores will port right here and the scorecards and all that. The, the only deficiency when you work out a recruiter is that you can't sort it by highest to lowest, right. which is why we have that in the extension. Right. Makes sense. And so how do you connect your application, your Swift score here to recruiter? Is it a... How do you connect it? I know it's an extension. Is it automatically populate? Once I'm logged into Recruiter, it automatically layers on and there it is. Yep. Yeah, it, it, it's, it rides along with Recruiter right there. So the only thing that you have to do to make sure that um, your projects port over into Recruiter is that you have to go to that specific project in Recruiter. And once you go to it, then that one will populate right here. Oh, I got you. Okay. It's not, we're building... Um, we're building like a sync all type button that'll grab everything in your recruiter. But like right now, it's just like, as long as you go to that one and you're working there, it's going to show up in SIP score. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, like, like you started, I mean, I do a lot of sales. Uh, so senior level sales professionals, leaders, VPs, et cetera. That's what I do. Um, that's, this is, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, like right now I'm working on a search for a key account manager out of, um, out of Michigan, of course. Uh, it's uh and so i'm trying to i'm sifting through all that using your word i'm sifting through all that data to find out who's the best it'd be interesting to see and quite frankly it's very specific so i'd be curious to see how that you know what your sift score says on some what uh um, what are some of the specific criteria on that one yeah uh you know so sales account executive five plus yep. years 
experience with selling to Ford and um, and with GCP experience. And, and ProSer, to your point earlier, we were talking wow. about kind of industries. So in LinkedIn, it's like, I don't know, it's like what? Um, it says IT services or something. I can't remember the first part of it, but it's yeah. not a lot of people select. There's just not a lot. As soon as you select that, it goes down. So this, would it be like um, managed service provider uh, selling Google Cloud? Yeah. Yeah. Services. Is that like? Yeah. So like yeah. a Tata, uh, to give you an example, would be, you know, like a Deloitte, but uh, spoke focused on automotive. Yes. Yeah. Now that's a good example of like, that's pretty niche what you're after right there. And you, you can build that boy, but to your point, you're going to have to go through and look at all those to figure out like, so this, you, you could, you could type this in, right. To yep. say like, all right, this is what we're after. MSPs that are selling Google cloud services and may, you could maybe put into automotive. So the way to think of it is if it's available on the web, and GPT it knows that information, then it's gonna get it's gonna pick it up in SIF score. Now, if it's not available there, like because we noticed like we can go really, really specific. And sometimes like you can just like there's only so far you can take it, mm -hmm. but um it definitely will get you like directionally there. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So yeah, no, you get it. That's uh, so you'd you'd key in industry. You'd probably go into titles and put in your account executive for a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. and yeah, then you'd sift through, and then those profiles would then start to you know surface to the top. Got it. So, how many searches are you working on usually at any given time, Dan? Uh, right now I've got six. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, juggling a fair amount then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so as you know, it's, a, it's the wild, wild west out there these days, which is uh, quite interesting. Yeah, no doubt. How much time are you spending on sourcing out of your week, like doing all that research? Um, I don't know, probably, I don't know, 10, 15 hours a week trying to find the right people and setting up meetings. And, you know, right. it's a pace just over and over again. Um, right. So, I mean, I've used other app. I've used tool, various tools. I mean, I think that the, the advanced one, one thing that caught my eye, given this today's world, uh, is the diversity field that you have to be able yeah. to. So for a lot of generalist recruiters, they would benefit greatly from the diversity field. Um, I mean, you talk to anybody in TA, probably a CHRO or a people officer and say, hey, we can sort, you know, the teams, cut the team's time down by 50 percent if you're looking for a, a diverse candidate, you know, especially in California, maybe New York. They'd love that. Uh, right. so that's a good feature to have. Yeah. Yeah. No, sometimes we get it. We're like, well, and that one is a good example. They're like, Hey, the management team, it's all white males. Mm -hmm. Can we see at least like a slate of some female candidates for this hire? Right. So yeah, we get, we yeah. get that. Here, here's, here's 10 that are interested in real quick. So I've used a company product called hire easy in the past, a friend of mine yep. CRO over there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and they've got the diversity field, which is, you know, again, a lot of people, uh, like the diversity because uh, you have a recruiter just constantly looking for you know female names, uh, knowing that chat should you know reasonably should be smart enough to behind the scenes to understand what a male or female. Yeah, for sure. It even picks up on like gender neutral type stuff too. So it it's smart enough for that. What did, what did you think of Hire Easy? Uh, I think so. I 
I mean, it, I think it's, I mean, I, I, yeah, I like it. I think it's a good application. I mean, what I like about it is that you kind of do your search, you set it, and then you forget it. Uh, and then yeah. of course, while you're, while you're doing more strategic things, it's, it's continuing to work behind the scenes. Right. So you yeah. use that, you use recruiter and hire easy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. I mean, we demo, we demoed it recently, uh, a couple months back. I was intro to their CRO. Yeah. Michael. Yeah. 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 Good dude. Um, yeah. I mean, it's good. I mean, as, as you know, I mean, I get to the point, I mean, if you can tell on the screen, I'm not, I'm not 21 years old anymore. Uh, and so a lot of this is the same stuff just with a different wrapper on it. The question is how do you solve the problem? Uh, yeah. so, I mean, I, it sounds like, it looks like you're just, you're, you're taking the the pool of LinkedIn and just really refining it to uh, a lot better. And I like the output. So, uh, cause it is, you know, recruiter search is kind of restrictive. I mean, I do it, use it. I do sniper approach, you know, spear gun. Uh, and then I also do kind of a cast the net, uh, yeah. a couple strategies, depending on how specific I have to get. Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of interesting. Like, uh, Cole is friends with, uh, one of the original product managers on LinkedIn recruiter. And so we asked her like, Hey, why, why is it that like on page eight, there can be a really good candidate. And it's like, I mean, you guys have all these algorithms. Why aren't you putting that person on the first page? And yeah. so it was interesting feedback. One is they want you, um, there's like an element of like perceived value. Like if you're in their platform longer, like you kind of like start to derive like, okay, I'm getting the value because I'm spending all this time in there. Mm -hmm. So one is they want you in their platform for longer periods of time yes. to find that person. And then the second is there's like concerns when you're at a LinkedIn scale on the inequity of like, oh, just because somebody went to Harvard and they automatically get on the first page versus somebody that didn't like, they're concerned about that. So they really can't solve the problem because they they want the the equity to be fair across the board so with us i think like yeah we're and i'm surprised I'm, I'm funny you say that uh i'm surprised today given uh linkedin stance in the marketplace around equality uh and diversity i'm surprised they're not serving up diverse candidates over caucasians i know i know i know and that's not a joke. That's a fair statement. I know. I know. I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I yes. So the, the the head guy of product back in the day, I worked at LinkedIn uh, when there were about 200 people. I was their first sales recruiter. And uh, George Snyder, uh, Snyder, I believe it, uh, he was out of Tennessee. I believe that's his last name. But uh, when they started to get the idea, the, the struggle, the challenge that they had was they wanted to be an information uh, portal versus an ATS. And that's kind mm -hmm. of how, and then we, and then he, George and team, all the developers, product management types pulled the current recruiters in house into a meeting and said, Hey, if we built you this, what do you need? What would you look like? Um, you know, so it was, it was kind of fun to be like the <laughs> little brainstorm session around, you know, how it's evolved today. Oh, you've been at the nucleus then too, for, to see that evolution. Yeah. So What's uh well good well guys thanks for showing this to me I mean it's interesting I mean I like the diversity thing sticks out to me um uh, so yeah know. where we're at where we're at we're we've got about I think we're up to like maybe twelve or thirteen like small like confined like beta um customers so yeah if it's something that you want to test and and be part of that like you know we can we can talk about that but yeah really would uh yeah welcome the feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else I can help you out with today? 
No, I don't think so. Guys, did we miss anything? Um, I'm curious, you know, kind of what, what your biggest problem is. So you spend 10 to 15 hours a week, you know, on this. So, um, <clears throat> you know, hopefully this saves you a lot of time on that and then it can give you kind of, you know, better reports that you can share with your clients. But, you know, uh, what are you spending the other, you know, 25 to 30 on? Is that new client, you know, trying to get new clients? Is that? Yeah, um, I mean, as I started, I mean, Casey, this is just a, the, and I hear this over and over again, and uh, to this, this, this job market today that we're living in is unlike any market I've ever experienced, uh, nor have tens of, probably hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, the rule, the rules of uh, yesterday have changed of how you engage, how you participate, uh, jobs. Close open and for every job, I was talking to a guy. Here's a data. Here's a data point. Uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine at Adobe. He's a recruiter. Um, he said every day for every open sales rec he has open, he gets a hundred fresh applicants. He's working on twenty jobs, right? That's assigned to him. A hundred fresh applicants per day per job. Yeah, it's insane. Right. So if you do the math again, if you look do the statistics. Over the course of 18 months, in high tech specifically, 400,000 people have been displaced. Right. Uh, ranging from entry six months in, just recent grads, to uh, uh, an example at Oracle, a 35-year continuous loyal servant to that company, gone. Right? Compression of sales teams, compression of orgs, the list goes on and on. So uh, to answer your question, Casey, there's a couple of things. It's, it's a trifecta. It's a... Uh, it's time to you know cultivate relationships. They may not be hiring the the guys that you you have great relationships with that trust you and would go to the wall for you. May too are looking for new jobs, uh, or they're new in a company and the company can't leverage it out external. Uh, you've got you know again that four hundred thousand people out there looking for a new job. Uh, so I call it sifting through the fog. There's too many people out there um that that so kind of i don't want to use we're getting away but you you get you too have a mission which is the staff you're, you're you know find the right person but there's too many people out there uh i'm getting inundated i'm inundated with and i'll do respect you know evp vp level candidates who are 50 years old uh and that now want to do an ic role because they're like look i was just displaced and and nobody's looking at me for the following because if you look at the period, the world's in a pyramid, as you know, there's only so many VP of sales at an organization, right? So those folks, candidly, I'm a firm believer because I've been an individual seller as well as sales leader in my past, as long as recruiting. I firmly believe anybody who's been in sales, sales leadership, who wants to go back, back into an IC would be a 10x value to any company as long as they got tank in the gas, gas in the I tank. I totally agree. I totally uh, agree with that. Because they know exactly what the leadership wants to see, and they can look around the corner versus being told what to do over and over again. So unfortunately, in, in America, we overlook a lot of those people because of, you know, it's it, ageism, and um, they think they can get a probably more inexpensive hire and that's youthful and, and again, has a little more aggressive. Um, I used to always say this, so you guys you know, love, agree or disagree, but uh, back in the day when I was a new recruiter, this is like pre-2000, pre Somebody would say, here, Dan, here's 100 resumes. Call all of them. I need a developer. What would I do? I'd call all of them. Today, I'd flip through them. I'd probably call three. Yep. That's the difference. Experience, right? So, um, yeah. So, it's it's an interesting world that we're living in. But to be able to get to, from going back to you guys, 
going to a data specific, maybe getting to the person faster that's more in line and, and have some concrete kind of data behind of why they're a fit. I mean, there's, there's obviously value there. So. Yeah. Oh, we, we appreciate your feedback. And um, I think from our standpoint, what we'd like to do is be able to help you improve, you know, your internal operations, you know, take the 10 or 15 down, you know, as much as possible. We'd also like to work with you on how does this product help you get new clients? Um, and I think that that's, that's an, that's an area where I'm, I've kind of just be, begun probing. Um, I was going to ask, how do you, yeah, how do you, how, how would you say to me for client acquisition? So I'll, I'll just, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just brainstorm ideas with you that, um, we've got talking to other Dan Parks of the world. Um, so, you know, if, if let's just say I'm, I'm doing, well, are your roles mainly contingent or are they, um, yeah, so I, I farm myself out in two ways. I farm myself out as a, as a on a contract basis because I like being closer to the sun. So I have, you know, I'm paid hourly for my efforts, um, and then I don't do contingency. I turn them down all the time. Yeah. So uh, on, so I'll just spend five seconds on contingency. If you did have contingency, um, you know, then you could get a score, you know, scored candidates in front of people like that, um, and. You can say, well, you know, I'm I'm going to win more business as a result of being able to fulfill it really a, a lot quicker, right? Um, yeah, and then you can spend your time on getting just tons and tons and tons of you know contingent roles, spitting them out, and then that kind of cha almost changes your business model. Um, the second thing would be, you know, if you're doing contract recruiting, which is what you know ninety percent of what we've done. Um, <clears throat> what you would do is say. Um, you know, for new client development, you now have the ability to uh, go in front of them with, say, you know, we'll work with you on some beautiful reporting. Um, you know, we're using artificial intelligence to determine these scores, right? So let's just say, you know, you're in a meeting with, um, you know, some investors and some uh, board members and, you know, maybe a couple of people from the management team, which is where we find ourselves in a lot of meetings. And they're saying, well, you know, what about this guy? What about this guy? What about this guy? Instead of saying, oh, you know, in, instead of just pontificating, what you're doing is you're, you would have our tool up and you'd say, okay, well, you know, you, 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 the output is someone like this. If you want that, uh, the output is someone like that. If you want the output is, a, so it changes, it changes your ability to um, uh, show top candidates instantly for all just pontifications of searches. So you would be able to see like, um, you know, you would just be able to do a, a meeting in a more perhaps interesting way. Um, another, another, potential benefit would be um, you could call the the scoring methodology like the the Dan Park AI report right so you could say well you know I you know I'm you know we'll let you white label it for example and you say um, you know the Dan Park AI algorithm has shown that these are the top candidates and this is all of the reasonings why um, and so you'll have a you know three sentences on each different criteria so you, you we could you know, we haven't built the reporting yet for this tool. We, we just export it to CSV. But, right. you know, based on what you would like to see for the reporting, you know, we could build something that would be very, very interesting to, say, a hiring manager or a CEO that'd be like, all right, you know, you can get these reports automated. You can get these reports, you know, in your inbox from me, you know, in whatever period of time that you want. And so, therefore, the pitch then becomes 
nobody, no other recruiter can do this. They don't have this AI technology, um, you know, yet, I suppose. But, um, you know, I, I can. <laughs> I was going to say other, other than your other customers, but yes. Uh, well, but, you know, if we let you white label it, then, you know, you can get ahead of that pitch. Yeah. Um, and so. Um, I, I think it's, I think that all, I think that whole world is unrefined if you ask me like i think we got to figure that out like how how exactly can you win business with this that's part of what i think we want the feedback on yeah okay. yeah so do, is this something that you want to uh try out in our beta uh i mean i'll i'll try it out for you give you guys feedback i mean it, it sounds like it's an easy lift of just installing your uh your extension and, and running a few searches yeah, no, it's super easy. Yeah, it's just download the extension. We get you a login, and then you can start, you know, playing around with that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I can I can run a few things and and uh, give you some feedback and see what happens. Happy to happy to help you where I can. Great. Cool. So, all right. Well, thanks, Dan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anything else today? Good on my end, and yeah, it's great. Uh, great meeting you. Yeah, likewise, Brian. Where are you based? So I'm in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, okay. Yeah. It's getting cold, I bet. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, we didn't have like um, like that gradual like progression into fall. It was like super hot, now it's cold. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've been in so, triple digits for 90 to 110 days in Austin uh, this past summer. So a little bit of reprieve lately. It's going to be 40 degrees uh, next week. So we're... It's incredible. And it rained yesterday. A guy from Washington State was happy to see the rain. Uh, <laughs> we've been so dry. Nice. Nice. That's yeah. great. So simple things cool. in life. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you again. Nice meeting you, Brian. Casey, good to see you. Uh, yep, Thanks, Dan. my email address. If you want to shoot over a login or any instructions, um, uh, you know, of course, you know, naturally is, you know, what is your, put it in there, what is your ask of, you know, from input you'd like back from me. So you can actually get value out of it as well. Um, yeah, just let me know so I can just have top of mind. Sounds good. But I am curious about how you can find more business faster, especially. Ah, see, we're gonna we're, we're, we'll work on that. It's not refined yet, but you know, yeah. it's it's the it's the um, you know, I think that's the biggest way that we can help you on the. Um, yeah, I mean, again, just thinking out loud. I mean, I don't know, like. Who who are you usually competing with on those? Is it they've already used somebody and you're having to displace them? Is that what you're usually? Um, well, I mean, it's a, there's a couple things. It's um, well, so for, so a lot of people in my network just come to me. They're like, Dan, we yeah, we've been, we know you just. And then and another reason why I don't do contingent is, in my opinion, this is totally my opinion since this is being reported, is entry level entry level recruiters, recruiting firms need to do contingency. In my opinion, why? Because they're not proven. There's no risk on the client side, right? I can work with five recruiters contingent, cost me nothing except my time, but it costs them 100% of theirs to be focused. And guess what? 60% of the time, there's an internal referral that gets hired. So, yeah. right? I'm not, I, I personally will not put myself in that bucket any longer of being a content on the contingency. Don't want to, don't have to. Uh, but to get, but I think where the output, maybe Casey, go back to where you were about trying to earn business. The, you know, if I was starting a new relationship and somebody's willing to say, Hey, Dan, uh, let me kind of see what you can do, serve up and like, you know, in a timely manner of who's in the market. There's two things. You, you, I love your report to be able to serve up in a nice present, presentable way, presentation of 
here's kind of who's out there. But at the same time, Brian, you also want to be protective, right? You don't want to give them the keys to the kingdom. Right. So could you like anonymize it? An hour recruiter generalist and go, hey, go track down these URLs. Yeah, right. Right. So, so a way to like anonymize that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some somehow some way to be able to. But of course, you got to give them enough, right, to go, OK, this is legit. So, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Maybe there's like uh, yeah, maybe there's even like a, a client facing side of it where it's like you can you could almost select like, all right, go ahead and show them these 15 in the scores and all that. And like, you could only show them access to a certain amount. Yeah. Just like, all, like some of the, you know, staffing ATS is out there. I mean, they have a, they have a staffing side to redact all the contact information from resumes and then put their watermark on it. I mean, there's those types of functionalities, but yeah, I mean, you got to give kind of enough meat to go, okay, this is legit. And actually Brian and, and Casey are real with the data. Um, right. But again, not to give, give away your services and hard work. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's funny yeah, we're talking about this because I, uh, I mean, in today's day and age, there, there, I've been, you know, about a week ago, I was sourcing and uh, looking. I think I found it. There's an app. I don't really fully trust it, but there's an app. There's a, a system out there that, uh, that basically supposedly helps query all the jobs on LinkedIn based on keywords. And then you've got to you got to have like navigator, light, or recruiter, or something like that. And then somehow it goes out and parses all the what they believe. Uh, job first job grabber. Yes. Yes. Job grabber. Yeah, we talked about actually building that functionality in here. We just didn't know if that was like a. Uh, is that like a high volume, like almost like staffing type solution, or will it get you more strategic type roles? That was the unknown. Yeah, I didn't buy into it. Uh, I mean, I yeah. used it for what was it, Resume Grabber, back in the you know hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah. I just and they found their new application. It was clunky because you had to do a lot of exporting, importing, all stuff. I was like, this seems too nineteen, you know, two thousand and ten era. Uh, right. And but I just yeah, I didn't buy into it because it didn't. I wasn't fully sold. I, I, I knew there there has to be a better way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe it's, uh, you know, hell, what the people, the, when they put a job on LinkedIn, they put, sometimes they elect to put who the person is hiring for it. Maybe there's a sophisticated way to be able to find the job. If they do have a profile, they pull, you pull that in and then, it, and then you go to like zoom info to grab yeah. all that data, right. To, to tie it back. We, we, built, I, we built a product like that for one of our uh, portfolio companies. We hired a software engineer, went and built that. It deduped the spreadsheets on Zoom Info, found the found the appropriate contacts from Zoom Info, output it into an auto email sequence and outreach. Yeah. Um, so, that's yeah, that's. I mean, that's how I kind of see this whole staff thing on getting new business. Unless you guys have a different idea or approach, I'd love to hear about it. But that's you know. It's, just off my cuff. Yeah. No, that's what that one is on our list. We just didn't know, like, um, you know, to the extent that people would see value. But I guess if it's like, hey, I hire for strategic account execs. So in this geography and like, go get all those, figure out who's the hiring managers, personalize emails to them and off you go. Well, you can here's like of a button. Mm hmm. Here's another, here's another just brainstorm. Uh, you could, you could come up with an email template 
that shows the top two candidates in terms of the score. And then, you know, the other eight on a top 10 scale are grayed out. Oh yeah, there you go. And then you send emails to everyone and say, contact me for the other eight. You know, we have the Dan Park AI algorithm that scored this, that's, you know, um, that will do this for every role at your company, right? Based on the job requirements, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, you could. I mean, we you could you could take it broader. You shit, you match everybody in financial services or software. Uh, you know, out of the top hundred companies or the top one hundred growth, you know, companies. I mean, then you triangulate it back to the hiring manager who's the VP of sales or the director of sales in each. And you know, yeah. I mean, you could get you could get pretty massive, big, and through a lot of lot of throughput to see if it bites. You know, you're kind of throwing a lot of against the wood or uh, the wall, but if it's real. And it, and it resonates, then you know, shit, ten percent could be uh, meaningful. Do you get your Do you get your roles from like people who choose to work with you and to pay you? Does that come from hiring managers? Does that come from company execs, like C level execs? Does that come from the recruiting roles? What What is the percentage breakdown? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, the, <laughs> TA is the resistance. Right. Uh, and I say that as much love and affection as I can. <laughs> uh, but naturally, so to answer your question, uh, uh, my contacts are like, I just finished a, a, a contract. At a, my friend, friend, former boss uh, is a CRO. And, um, and and he basically said, you know, Dan, I, I need you. We needed, because he and I worked at Workday together. And we started from day one together and then, you know, grew teams. And, and ultimately, so he said, I, I'm having troubles hiring. Nobody's hired anybody. And then we, I think I told you, maybe Casey, we hired, I hired like 17 people for him when he only hired, he hired zero uh, before I joined in a year and a half. And um, not to say I'm great or anything, but it's, uh, you know, that's a testimonial. So he hired me, he reached out, he hired me. Well, he wanted to hire me. He influenced me being hired, but the TA leader uh, was against it because of, you know, rate and they had recruiters already on hand. Uh, And so just because you have a team of recruiters doesn't mean your team can get it done. Uh, and I was uh, recently I was recruited, uh, contacted by a, a Latin America firm wanting to hire some sellers in the U.S. And they said, hey, we've been re- working on this for three months. Little to no traction uh, out of Latin America. And I say, well, what you need is it was pretty simple. What you need, I can get it done in probably a couple of weeks. And um, and and but they don't want to pay. They want I'm like, well, continue to to do definition of insanity out of Latin America. How about it? Yeah. So, and on top of that, they want, they wanted a contingent uh, deal for 10%. No. You know, yeah. I'm losing money on that deal. <laughs> yeah. No, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but yeah, Casey really comes for me is like, if I get a champion at the executive, the C-suite who knows me and they just push me down as you know, it's easier to get a response when you're pushed down than going up the troll, the poll. So Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, in, all, in transparency, guys, what I'm trying to do, I'm a one-man shop, and what I'm trying to do in this new world, before I never looked for work, ever. Uh, and, but now I'm starting to think my mind, because the playbook's changed. So in my mind, I'm like, I need to start proactively doing my branding and messaging, especially to people I know or a degree or two of separation. Uh, I mean, I just, I just I'm, I'm going through that exercise right now, how I can do that systematically. Yeah, that's why I was curious about, you know, brainstorming case when we we're talking about how to get more business like, oh, huh, how could that uh, actually come to fruition? 
Yeah. Yeah. There's probably something there with that whole job grabber concept, just taking it to the next level. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you all have the development resources to, to put in this thing. And the question is, is, you know, how do you, how do you kind of flip the coin over and build the proactive, you know, side of it from a, from a, you know, rec level. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Enjoy the conversation guys. Yeah. Same Dan. We'll be in touch soon. That sounds great. All right. You guys have a good day. You too. You we'll too. See you. Thanks.